to Visceral Reflections, Nooncast number two. This is Tom, and uh, today we are talking about how life can change in a day. I had mentioned this on the last episode that we were going to get into this topic because, you know, life is dynamic, and uh, we never know what the day holds for us. So I wanted to just take a few minutes and... Uh, talk about this because uh, it's funny as I've been thinking about this topic so many different uh, examples real life examples from my own life have just been coming to mind and so in that I'm like okay uh, how many of these things have come upon with no notice uh, both good and bad Uh, not always tragedy a lot of blessings a lot of unexpecteds and so I wanted to just uh, touch on that. What happens uh, when life changes? How do we respond? Uh, what does scripture say? And um, just wanted to uh, take a, a, a time out here just to, to really look at this topic because, you know, uh, we're hopeful people. And, you know, scripture says that uh, faith, hope, and love are the three greatest virtues, uh, with love being the greatest. But, you know, we step into every day by faith. We're hopeful for things that we desire. We're hopeful for our dreams to come true. Uh, we're hopeful for our dreams of our loved ones to come uh, true, that we want good things for um, those that we love, those that we have affection for. And so um, I thought this was a timely... Um, topic because, you know, on the heels of Easter and Holy Week, and of course this past weekend was uh, Orthodox Easter, 
um, so I just wanted to kind of take a look at that. And I got thinking about this topic on Holy Saturday. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the verse in Matthew 27, uh, 16, 61, where the scripture says, uh, Mary and uh, the other Mary are sitting across from the tomb of Jesus. And, uh, uh, you know, close your eyes and put yourself into that position for a moment. You know, you walk with the Lord, you saw him do miracles. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He fed uh, 5,000 with a few loaves and fishes. Uh, he uh, did so many uh, incredible things, um, healing the sick and raising the dead. And yet now you're sitting there at the tomb and you're like, in disbelief, in despair. How did this happen? Why didn't he save himself? I don't understand. God, I don't understand. You know, in our in our bewilderment, we can look at our lives and look at situations, and I, I think that's where we find the roots of our faith. That's where our, our faith can grow deep. And if our faith if our faith is shallow then that's where that is also revealed, as we see in Matthew 13 in the parable of the sower. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to do with this is just, you know, talk about death and resurrection, about death and life. You know, you, you can't have a resurrection unless you go to the grave first. You know, we can't judge a whole movie by one frame of the movie so, and that that's a wonderful story of the gospel and the resurrection, you know, because in Matthew 27, sitting at the tomb in disbelief, uh, but then Matthew 28, he's risen. Uh, that's disbelief in another form. It's like, are you kidding me? Uh, he's risen? Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. Um, and, but it's good news. And sometimes... Uh, we go through that. So, you know, when we say life can change in a day, the gospel is a perfect example of that. You know, we, it was, we, um, I think if we take inventory of our lives, we can see those things, you know, when we've had, we've had tragedy and we've had victory out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, Psalm 90 verse 12, uh, says, uh, Lord, teach us to number our days that we, we may apply our hearts to wisdom. And in that, you know, we look at the brevity of life and then we look at, okay, how, what can I do with today in order, um, to be wise, to make the most of it, to make wise choices and whatever the day brings, then, you know, what have we done to prepare for that day? What, what, what has been our plan? You know, every morning we wake up and we, our response should be, Lord, thank you for another day. Um, and, I don't know what the day holds, but prepare me for it. Give me wisdom to to deal with it. Give me a heart of gratitude to embrace it. Uh, give me awareness to step into what you're calling me. Give me courage so that I can uh, face whatever the day holds. Uh, give me encouragement so that I can pour into others. And so we stay. Each day is an act of faith and. You know, every day we start the faith journey all over again. 
And every day we build on what we've become to this point. We build on the wisdom. We learn from our errors. We learn from our mistakes. And then we go about the day, seeing what we can, what we can do. You know, one of the things I like about, uh, well, Psalm 90 verse 12, but Psalm 91 at the end, verse 14 to 16, you know, if you love God and trust God, he's going to hear your prayers. He's going to protect you and he's going to extend your life. Yeah. I always look at Psalm 91, uh, at the end of that going, okay, Lord, um, yeah, there's a meme floating around. It says, you're not too old. It's not too late. And I see it all the time. And it, it it's always a little bit encouraging to me, but it makes me think of Psalm 91 because I said, Lord, you know, I, I think I have been faithful and I think I, I, the things I'm praying for, um, could still happen. And, um, you know, so when I think about those things, um, we all have our, our examples, I, I imagine. But, you know, the truth is, is that we don't know what God has planned. Psalm 139 says that he's um, planned our days out before any of them ever occurred. And, you know, I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, I'm, I wrestle with that sometimes because um, all my days have not been really wonderful, not the way I would have planned them if I was writing the story. But I could see the good comes from Romans eight twenty eight. The Lord can take our broken eggs and make an omelet and turn it into something beautiful. And um, so we have to be able to to look at life that way. And when when things come upon us, uh, how do we respond? Uh, you know, it, it's good. To, it's good to grieve and it's good to rejoice. You know, um, Ecclesiastes chapter three. God's made everything. He's appointed a time for everything and made everything lovely in its time and everything appropriate for its time. And so, you know, how do we face the day when it's not to our liking? And that's really the the key question is how do we respond? And do we respond or do we react? Uh, Do we react in fear? Do we respond by faith? And so uh, that's the, that's really an important question for us because, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. And it's important that we, as people who walk by faith, we got to, you know, recognize where we are in the situation, uh, what the, you know, what the bigger picture might be. Uh, these are times when we are to get more firmly rooted. So, you know, I had... Um, I'd mentioned in the past talking about spiritual realities, and that's one of the things that we have to do. So if we look at, say, you know, Psalm 139, spiritual reality, that God planned our days before any of them ever happened, you know, we, we take that by faith. And because God is good, and because God is holy, and because God loves us, and because God is providential, and because God is sovereign, then we can be a little bit more firmly rooted and, you know, not get off balance and not get shaken. And we can say, okay, Lord, I don't know what's going on here. I don't like it. Um, but I trust that you're in control and I'm going to endure this by the power of your spirit. And then we can uh, step into those things. So, you know, uh, all of these unexpected changes 
Um, I want to talk about this in two ways. One is unexpected changes that are bad and unexpected changes that are good, incredible blessings. Um, Because we experience both and life is dynamic like that. So, you know, let's talk about the bad first. You know, when we have these things come upon us, we have to recognize that, um, you know, we're spiritual beings, you know, we're physical beings, but, you know, we, we, uh, concurrently live in a physical reality and a spiritual reality. So if God has planned our days, um, and, or like Ephesians one, that he chose us before the foundation of the world and, uh, you know, was called as his children to be adopted into his family you know these are these are incredible blessings that are um spiritualities that that we uh, need to embrace so we keep an internal perspective is the first thing uh lord what are you doing here well i know from romans eight twenty nine that everything going on in my life is to make me more like jesus you know to make me holy and uh we know in the book of hebrews it says that um you know without holiness no one will see the lord and, uh, you know, but, we, you know, holiness is a work done in us that's cultivated in us by the power of the Holy Spirit um, as we submit to the sovereignty of God, as we submit to um, uh, obediently walking in Jesus' footsteps, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to love God above all others, to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us. Uh, you know, if you <clears throat> really want to uh, get a good picture of that. Read the Sermon on the Mountain, Matthew five, six, and seven. Uh, that's that's a high calling, and that is a difficult calling. But um, and we we are we know we can't do it on our own. We know that if you're a believer and you walk with God for any length of time at all, it, it, the 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 Christian calling is not for man to accomplish on his own. It's it's not possible. Because, you know, when you look at Jesus on the cross, you know, Father, forgive them, they know all what to do. How in the world do you pray for one, for somebody while they're literally murdering you? You know, that is a spiritual thing, that's a God thing, and that is a love that transcends, that has no, um, no source in, um, in man, uh, but it comes from God. So, you know, we take those into consideration. So we keep an internal perspective. Um, the second thing is we know the attributes of God. You know, we know that God is holy, holy, holy. We know that God is love. First um, John, uh, holy, holy, holy is not only the book of Revelation, but also from the book of Isaiah. Uh, we know that God is sovereign. And uh, Psalm 139 is uh, probably one of the best pictures we see on the sovereignty of God. You know, look at Jesus before Pilate, and um, Pilate says, you know, I have the power to set you free. And Jesus is like, yeah, you don't have any power that hasn't been given you from above. So let, let's get that straight, that you, um, you're you doing what the Father has uh, willed you to do in this moment. Because, you know, God so loved the world that he sent his son, that whosoever believed in him uh, would be saved. And... Um, John three seventeen. God would not, did not send his son in the world to uh, condemn the world, the world be saved through him. And so, 
you know, as we wake up spiritually, we start to see God's hand in all these things. So uh, besides sovereignty, God is also uh, providential. So God is good and he wants good things for us. And uh, Jeremiah 29, that um, he has uh, made good plans for us. And uh, we step into that and we receive it and we give thanks for it. And we allow, the, we allow this incredible love to shape who we are and shape our hearts and shape the way that we live. So those are all important things to remember, uh, especially in the darkness. Um, you know, I had um, I had read something once about fog and how fog is like fear. And, uh, you know, so fog blocks your visibility. And it, it can roll in on a shore. It can po- cause ships to pause while they get their their boundaries together so they don't crash into the rocks. Um, but someone <laughs> did the math and they figured out that a, a square mile of fog condensed uh, could not fill an eight-ounce glass, glass of water. And so fear is much the same way. It's It's cotton candy. It's empty. There's nothing to it. Uh, it's a mirage. Um, fear only has the power that we give it. So in those, this is, and this is where our faith comes into play. And this is where our faith grows. And, you know, we start, all start out as spiritual babies. And then over time we grow up and we start to learn that God is faithful. We start to learn that uh, God is good. We start to recognize answered prayers. We learn to pray to become more like Jesus. Um, eventually we we uh prayer is no longer our wish list but our wish uh, our desire to to be like jesus um to seek forgiveness to overcome sin to pray for those we love to to come into the kingdom so that this is all part of growing up spiritually and it, it's just something that we do um so yeah we just want to be aware of you know what's our perspective in the midst of these things and um you know, I had uh, written an article years ago called My Book of Remembrance where I had identified things I'd been journaling uh, because I started to keep a list of things that got me off balance, things that caused fear in me, things that caused sadness or anger. And I started to, over time, recognize, okay, in the moment, I was very human in my thinking and very uh, much uh, not exercising faith. But over time, I would see the fruit of those things and and understand. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we may, we may have things that we've prayed for for years and haven't seen those come to fruition. Um, you know, I had shared in the past how I had a situation that, that I didn't understand and I thought I was faithful. I thought I walked in integrity. I thought that God... Um, you know, I, I didn't know what to think, to be honest. But for nine years, I had questioned what had unfolded. And yet, um, in 2015, about seven years ago, I got the answer. And uh, I I literally wept. I pulled over the side of the road and wept. And this huge weight was off my shoulders because I realized that God was uh, faithful. And I realized that God was sovereign. And I realized his hand was in the midst of the whole thing. But I can see it because I was clenching too hard on the things that I wanted and not letting him do his work. And you know, and sometimes we do that. 
I, I think there's, you know, our hearts can be stubborn. Nothing will kill our dreams more than our pride and our stubborn hearts. And if you have something that you're uh, clinging to and that you, uh, you're determined that it's going to, this is happening and it's going to be on my terms and we're doing this, it's, it's going to be a very uh, frustrating experience. It's going to be a lonely experience. Um, and it's going to, ultimately, it's going to grow up in you a root of bitterness. And I don't say that in a judgmental way. I say that because I did it. I was foolish that way at a time. And God had to show me over time that this hard lesson could have been so much easier if I had trusted him and had faith in the things that were unfolding. So, um, you know, but let's talk about the good too. God is sovereign and God is providential. Uh, so sometimes uh, life can change in a day for the good thing. And um, it, we get unexpected blessings all the time. Um, you know, I just think it's important to every day we step in by faith. We, um, I think when we learn to see God in the ordinary, um, we can be, uh, develop grateful hearts. We can give thanks more easily. Uh, give thanks for the things we take for granted. Um, give thanks for the people in our life that, that we take for granted. And then, uh, f- you know, building on that, you know, as our faith grows um, and we, we can more easily walk in obedience. And in that, God, you know, God likes to give good gifts to his children. And that's something, you know, I mentioned earlier, Psalm 91, uh, about love and trusting God and he'll reward you with, with more years and a long life. Yeah, I remember Billy Graham once said, I'm going to live to be a hundred. <laughs> and it was interesting because, you know, he died, um, a few years back at the age of 99. And, uh, so some people pointed, oh, he's, you know, he didn't quite make it to a hundred and, um, then his son, Franklin Graham, did the math and said, well, if life begins at conception and we believe that it does, we know that it does, um, then Billy Graham lived 100 years. He may count the, add those nine months in. And but, you know, he's the he's the perfect example. And I've talked about him before, uh, about how he doubted his faith, uh, some of his struggles with, um, you know, um, dating up to up to meeting his wife and um you know so he you know, he's a bit, was very transparent about all these life lessons and uh and I think that's good you know another cue for us to take there as well um but anyways uh, you know um the last thing I want to say here is that when we're talking about the blessings of God um you know I said before do we respond by uh, react by fear or respond by faith well, on the other end of the spectrum, when we talk about, um, um, you know, unexpected blessings, you know, we got to hold those in uh, perspective as well. So, um, you know, I think ultimately the Christian journey is about developing a content heart and that, you know, that uh, when God gives us the good things, good things don't become ultimate things and, blessings, uh, make sure they don't become idols. And, uh, you know, in Philippians chapter four, uh, I think that's a great life first chapter. Cause you walk through that, through that passage and it starts with verse one, um, to stand firm, 
And, um, you know, Paul uses the Greek description there of the way that Roman soldiers used to fight in battle. And they used to put these little, uh, not little, but they used to be put these long nails into the bottom of their sandals so that they're in a battle and they're fighting or in a sword fight that they would not lose their footing. And so he starts with that in verse 1 and then uh, verse 5 to have a forbearing spirit, which is something we've spoken about in the past, um, you know, that in all things that, uh, you know, give thanks and, and pray and submit our request to God and with prayer and thanksgiving. And then in that um, process, the peace of Christ would rule in our heart, uh, verse 8, to um, manage our thought life and how we think and, you know, whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is holy. And you know, he goes down the whole list, you know, and then he, he ends it by saying, let your mind dwell on these things. In other words, um, our faith is directly tied to what we put into our minds. Um, you know, so I, 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 you know, let me just be candid here. If you, if you, you know, you go to church and you read your Bible and, um, uh, you know, maybe you pray occasionally and you, you, you know, you think you're doing good. And then you, you do a lot of that work when you go out and you fill your, your head with a lot of garbage TV or things that you're reading, or, you know, maybe you're on Facebook for too long and, and then you're starting to add sewage to the good things that God has shown you. And so that's something to be mindful of, um, you know, and, you know, and I've, I've had conviction about that personally. Um, you know, I didn't have a TV for five years um, when I began this process where I thought God was trying to get my attention. And, you know, it didn't take very long to not miss it, I got to tell you. Um, you know, but it's something I had to do. And I cleaned up my music and, and it wasn't uh, any sort of uh, moral imperative. It was a conviction to, all right, my way failed and living life on my terms failed. And, uh, Lord, I, I just surrender all this to you. You know, you know, not my will, but thine be done. And, uh, I just had that, <laughs> that come to Jesus moment. And, you know, that's what happened. Um, and so I, and I think we all get there. I'm sharing with you now uh, on that because, you know, I foolishly took the long way to get where I am today. And, um, you know, but I cling to Psalm 139 and hey, God, God had a plan in all this and I'm sharing it. And I know from Second Corinthians 1 that my story has value, that the God of all comfort comforts us in our afflictions so that we can comfort others in their afflictions. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely purpose in our pain uh, so that we can be salt and light to other people walking in the darkness. And that's something that we need to uh, embrace and, you know, not that you don't grieve, not that you don't lick your wounds. Um, but we, we get to a place where we grow stronger. Our faith grows stronger. Uh, we learn from it. We gain, gain wisdom and then we can pour into others to help them. And that's the way that God has designed it. I think one of the greatest, um, um, proofs of God's love is the fact that we get to share in the journey of others. Um, you know, that's an incredible blessing. I, you know, I've talked about the tapestry of God, and I look at folks in my life, and every single person, uh, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> what is the, what's the purpose here? 
you know, and I have some people in my life right now that I'm just like, uh, they're just like dreams. I, I just can't imagine life without them. And then, you know, others have, you know, taught, uh, taught me some hard lessons and others have humbled me and others have been able to, um, encourage and edify and teach and, uh, help them get through their darkness. So it, this is the role that we play. We have others pour into us and then we in turn pour into others, but God is orchestrating this tapestry. So I, I strongly encourage you to consider the folks in your life and see what God is doing there and, um, and embrace it and walk with it. Um, and also consider, um, you know, if there's some hard lessons in there, if there's humility, um, you know, uh, yeah, and whatever, whatever is going to be the nature of the relationship. Some are temporary, some are permanent, some are more permanent, and uh, but we don't know, um, you know. But God blesses His children, and Scripture says it's His good pleasure to give us the kingdom. In Romans eight, if He gave us His Son, how will He not also give us all things? So these are things that we um, that we trust and um, we hold our expectations loosely. And, uh, you know, there's a quote that I love that's, um, it's actually my quote, but I wrote it in a paper and I extracted it because everyone seemed to comment on it. And it's that, uh, sometimes God will give you everything you hope for. And sometimes or often it's not what, what you imagined. And I, I've seen several examples of that, uh, in my life. And, um, you know, I look at my life today, this is not what I planned, but I feel incredibly blessed and I'm blown away. Um, at what, you know, the Lord has done, um, you know, five years ago, I moved cross country and my expectations of that move were different. Um, not what I expected, but God has done so many good things in this new city and it, it's been pretty remarkable. So, um, you know, but it required me to be open to what God might be doing and, and I'm thankful for that conviction and that I was able to step into that. And I'm just blown away at what, what has unfolded. Um, but anyways, uh, this is just a, a noon cast on um, how life can change in the day. And I just want to encourage you to keep an internal perspective. Um, remember the, the attributes of God in the midst of your circumstances. Uh, remember to, are we reacting? Are we responding? Uh, give thanks in all things, even the bad things. I know it's hard, but you know James one says give give thanks for our trials as well. Or Romans five verse three through five as well, that you know we're building character and we're building love and we're building hope and all these things are being built in us as our souls being cultivated to be like Jesus. Um, you know, in the midst of our uh, trials. Uh, I had mentioned earlier about having a content heart, and I would just encourage you, like the Apostle Paul in uh, Philippians 4, um, just to wrap that chapter up, that, you know, he says, I, I've learned uh, to be content, whether I've had abundance or I've had nothing. And, you know, if you read the book of Acts, Paul had some real hardships. And, um, you know, and, you know, and I think we all have, you know, um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think about, uh, and I say it in the most humble way possible, but I, you know, my former life, I think I learned that, you know, you can literally lose everything and, and be okay. 
And um, it wasn't pleasant, but I look back now and I said, Lord, thank you for that incredible lesson. Because now I can I can appreciate the things that I have. And, you know, in, in Job 42, it says, you know, after Job went through that journey, um, that we, uh, that the Lord restored um, everything that, that he lost. And, and I think that's an important lesson. Um, because, you know, the story of Job is, is a valuable lesson and we all have our lesson that it won't be as extreme as Job, uh, but it will get us the same lesson to get us to the same place to cultivate the same fruit in our lives and cultivate our faith to take deep roots in the vine. So anyways, I just uh, share that as some encouragement, um, you know, as, as you look at your story and you, you recognize more and more what God is doing there and how, you know, the, the dawn comes after the darkness and, you know, um, you know, hard lessons become blessings. And, um, anyways, uh, this short dune cast is no longer short. Um, but, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get wrapping this up here. Um, but yeah, just think about that and think about where your heart's at and, you know, and, and in the midst of that, hold it, hold it loosely. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to do more of these and, um, you know, I've had some, um, some of these, um, uh, unfold recently in terms of, uh, talking about, um, you know, obviously we're talking about change here. Uh, from the last podcast, people have asked if I would do more on self-care and biblical self-care. So I'm thinking about that and uh, some good conversations have, have arisen from that. But Father God, thank you. I pray that this blesses folks and um, prepare the hearts of folks who are going to hear this. Um, what's the day? April 28th, uh, 2022. Um I'm going to start putting the dates on these things so that I don't get mixed up. Uh, anyways, here's a little Believe uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and God bless you. Thanks for listening. i
Wanted to go, always wanted to stay. Cause the person I am.